Yo. What up? What it do? Y'all already know what it is, man. It's the Life Be Life and Podcast. Welcome back. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Of course, if you're really a boy and girl, turn this shit off. It's too old for you, too grown for you. Yeah. And those who identify as others, welcome back to the Life Be Life and Podcast. How you doing? We missed y'all. How welcome you doing? How your mama doing? Yeah, I'm saying that. Um, not for real. We are glad to be back here with you guys. Glad to have you guys back. Uh, thanks for, you know, joining the ride. If you haven't been here before, hey, man, welcome. welcome. Hello. You know, it gets it gets fun around here. It gets fun around here, okay? Yeah, we fun people. It gets fun around here. We fun people. You're going to like um, us. So, you know, get comfy. We're going to be here a while. Kick your shoes off. Kick your shoes off. Come kick um, it with us. <laughs> so, uh, of course, I have to do introductions every time I do a podcast. So, introducing none other than my lovely, thuggish, and wise co-host. You may know her as Big Mish. You may know her as Mimi the Goddess. Hey. But you what don't really it? know her at all. <laughs> okay, y'all. What I said <laughs> yeah, last week. One thing you don't know is me like that. <laughs> you feel me? Uh, none other than me. What up, though, sis? What's up? What it do, bro? How you be today? Man, I be. You know what I'm saying? Fortunate to be. Now, listen, you ain't never lied about that because I'm trying mm-hmm. to tell you. Shit. <laughs> Different around here. Listen, what we say, life be life. Be um, and uh, of course, y'all already know what it is. It's your favorite coach's favorite coach. Ask about me. You hear me? Splash Charles, Coach Splash. Yeah. Y'all already know. Your favorite welcome. coach's favorite coach. You know what it is. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. All right, we ain't going, you know, bullshit, y'all. We're going to get right to it. Um, we're going to start off with our touch and go topic. And, um, there's definitely controversy around this, and you know we all talk. <laughs> so let's just get right to it. Yeah, um, black woman, and- I gotta tuck my head right quick because boy, <laughs> I, I catch a little heat. Oh shit! I got I ain't got the future blindfold. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got the future blindfold though. I ain't got my misogyny coat. <laughs> Sensational. <laughs> Um, yeah, we, we definitely going to touch real quick on the, uh, as you may know, or may know and not care or whatever have you, um, the, uh, self-styled, um, relationship guru, you know what I'm saying? Uh, he, he, listen, that was actually his job. People say, oh, the so-called imaging coach. No, that was the man's job. That was what his title Um, was. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Um and uh social media phenom. Well, hate him, love that man. Hate him, love him. Yeah, me. He got rich off gas because he was gas. Y'all, y'all was with it. So, um, no, for real though, y'all already know who I'm talking about. K. S. Mr. Kevin Samuels, rest in peace, sir. AKA um, uh, the Godfather. The Godfather. Uh, oh, yeah. look, what was what, uh, y'all Zaddy? I was like, oh, y'all playing too much. Man, listen, this this whole thing, man. You know what? Um, say what you want about him. He left a huge footprint. Um, in terms of yeah. building your brand, oh, in God. terms of monopolizing on the moment, um, in terms of speaking your part and being ready to die on that hill. Um, No pun intended. Um, He definitely made waves. Like I said, whether you uh, fuck with him, whether you don't, whether you're different. Um, I don't know how deep of a rock or hole you had to be in or under to not have heard his name or the topics in which he spoke about. Um, but he was an advocate for men. Um, he was an advocate for black families, for marriage, and he was uh, a uh, member of the uh, what they call the black manosphere. Um, not sure if he was officially red pill, um, but that's 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 a whole thing in of itself. 
And the thing I want to jump ahead and get to, because like I said, he, you you could Google him, man. You could YouTube him and find the yeah. stuff he's talking about. I ain't really down to rehash all that. Um, but definitely, you know, he's infamous among women um, for his critiques, for his comments um, about uh, whether they are worth marriage um, and whether they are able to attain this quote unquote high value man. But I personally want to speak on the vitriol and bile-filled hatred I saw in people celebrating that man's death. I don't know what views you had to have for me to celebrate your death outside of you literally um, having views that, that I have to be able to see the hurt, to see the impact and what yeah. it caused for me to be, you know, happy about you dying. Like, it had to be really no good coming out of it for a set of a people for me to feel that way. Um, and unfortunately, I feel like most of the women that feel that way um, is because, yeah, he, he his darts hit them. You know, they, they fell into where he was talking about. I just can't. I just can't wrap my head around um, hating a person who, if if he was doing so much damage to the female community, why y'all didn't focus on keeping females and women from participating in what he had going on? Because this is a man who wasn't famous for over two years when he spoke specifically and directly to men alone. Like to men and men alone, he had not made it yet. He had not. He he hit his stride all because of one video talking to a woman who called at the wrong time. Ever since then, everybody found out who he was. That's not like that was his first time talking to a woman. He talked to several women before that. But after that, boom. And the fact of the matter is, without women's participation, uh, whatever you know Kevin Samuels to be, he couldn't have become. He would have still been in the same shadows. So to hate a man who, like I said, was fueled by the same women you feel as though he hates and, you know, puts down, I just feel like that's misplaced. Hmm. I feel like that hatred is misplaced. I feel like that energy is misplaced. Um, you 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 can say, oh well, you know, he gassed up the dusties or he hyped up the bums. Gassed up the dusties. That's not true because he called bums bums. I mean, um, he did. He 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 gave men the business. Too. But um, even if that's how you feel, to celebrate his death says a lot about you as a person. Uh, it says your petty knows no bounds. Man. It says that you are willing to be bitter in order to feel like you're right. And it says that you put entirely too much energy into this man. So, that's where I agree with you. Um, first things first, you know, I am uh, someone that heavily researches things before I speak on them. Um, I don't spend as much time on social media as I used to, but by happenstance, I come across a lot of shit that is very beneficial for us and our, you know, topics of discussion on this show. And, uh, ladies, please don't blow me down, but I'm not one of those females that necessarily hated that man. And the reason why I didn't hate that man is because as you said, I was not one of those females that fueled that bullshit that he spewed about women being leftovers after 35 if they're not married and have kids, ladies that weigh a certain, you know, weight won't ever get a high value man. I didn't agree with what his, you know, take on a high value man was. I just didn't feed into the, you know, godfather, you know, talk. I just didn't. Um, but I'm I'm not the kind of person that feeds into what the folks on social media, you know, pretty much red light and well, green light because I red light a lot of that shit because it's not for me. You're not <laughs> talking to me. 
You know what I'm saying? You can green like that shit all you want. It's real life for me. Stop. We we we're I'm not even following any of this because we touched on it, you know, on the two kings a lot. You know, him is like, we're not about to talk about this nigga and give him no shine. That was always our stance. And so I feel like females are called in. You know, we said it before, they were kind of looking for that clout and they didn't like what came about. And he would he would give dudes a business. I done told I didn't I told somebody we was talking about this uh, on Friday on my birthday. Um, and I was like, yo, he literally told this dude, you not considered a high value man. You fat, your dick small, you don't make enough money and you got three baby mamas. Like that's something he would tell a female, right? But I think we as black women, we get so much thrown at us that everything that is said in a negative light, we take that shit and run with it where we really should stop feeding into that shit. I mean, I think mm. black women have proven that we are kind of superior in a lot of ways. So whatever, like, why are you listening to this Negro? Don't, I'm, I'm capping, I'm capping. Superior to who? I, I said a lot of ways. I didn't say people. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. so that's why I said I'm not capping. That's that's why that's why I took to my head, like. Yeah, but you know, I, I don't ever say anything that I don't stand behind. That's yeah. a fact. That's that, so, that's that's why I waited before I, I said anything. I never said we're superior to men, but we're superior okay. when it comes to a lot of things. Women oh, are sure. a kind okay. of superwomen, right? So why okay. would you listen to this Negro? And the reason why I'm gonna say why women should not have fed into that bullshit is because what surfaced was a video of this man when he was an image consultant and literally talking directly to men. He specifically said out of his mouth. If I were mm, to trash and bash women, black women specifically, I would be famous. What did we say his whole play was? He was running people down because it was getting him likes, shares, follows, views, retweets, all of that. So let's not act like we don't see it every day in the social media world where people fall into fame and they do whatever it takes to get to the top. So yes, that man sacrificed himself by talking shit about black women to get famous. And you silly little females, that's as nicely <laughs> as I can put it, y'all fed into that shit. When y'all should have been like, unfollow. Anybody that reposted this shit, delete anybody that posted that shit, I'm not responding to that. I'm not playing that. I'm not watching that. I'm not liking that. I'm not commenting on that. But no, you dummies, you fed right into it. And y'all gave that man every single bit of airtime that he didn't deserve. And y'all was hot under the collar about it. For what? You should I don't even say he didn't deserve it. I think he deserved every last minute because he clearly worked for it. And you know what? You're right. Because he worked the shit out of these females. Women can talk to you about something terrible about this man. Now you got every fucking comedian. And a lot of these comedians, I be can't stand in their ass because they are so negative. They say some shit that be making me cringe. And I come on my mouth That's crazy wild. And I'm like, everybody talking shit about you. And now this man had died. You done got out here talking crazy about him. Girl, okay. ain't nothing good gonna come to you. God is going to strike you down. Listen, Kevin Listen. Daniels, rest in Listen. peace. I am sorry your fame, uh, you know, was not longstanding. I'm sorry that your life was cut short. And sorry that you were with a um, female that you didn't consider high value. That's how you died. Driving your 2009 you. And renting a room. These are the things people are saying. I'm not saying that this is how I feel. But what I what I have to say is you have to be careful about who you take seriously. Like the person he was renting a room from for $900 in uh, Atlanta, you know, put all his business out there. Oh, he was renting a room. Look at this room. Look at his car. Like, y'all fed into this shit? Like, I mean, listen. Fed into this shit? Like, all, 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 all those things. All those things are easily explainable by somebody who either wants to explain it or somebody who's willing yep. to hear it. I'm not finna do that. I'm not finna yeah, do that. I ain't finna do none of it. I think you're justified because it is what it is that you're going to receive it however you want to receive it. The one thing I will say 
the one thing I am going to comment on because I've heard people say, oh, well, he was with the woman that wasn't high value. Okay, so this is exactly why he is who he was, who he was. This is exactly, this is exactly why, because even in his death, you are speaking incorrectly on what he put out there. I mean, he was, she was a nurse, Women right? are out here writing entire think pieces since that man's death and using the woman who he was found on top of as the as the nail for his coffin. Oh, she's not high value. She's not high value. She's not high value. At what point in all of his clips and recordings did, did he say he wanted a high value woman? He people? wanted a high value woman. I mean, truth be told, I was wondering if he even wanted a woman, but that's Many neither here nor there. People have spoken on that, right? But the man literally said to multiple women that a high-value man might date you. He's definitely going to fuck you, but he will not marry you. So even trying to get him on his way out to make him sound like a hypocrite because of the woman he was with, he literally stuck to his own code. I mean, exactly. Rented this room out, rented this vehicle out, and rented this woman out. Pretty much. And this is why I say y'all no attachments. Taking, uh, stop no taking these celebrities seriously because they really no not about the shit they talking. You can't sit here and air off this wife that he said he has that's ugly, that's overweight, that's all these oh, yeah, things that he, he said you had to do right? to be a wife. Yes. Yes. And he literally has spoken on that. So this is what I'm saying. Like, I just even, even trying to sit there and Make sure you get one more on the way out. You'll still end up proving, still end up proving the man point post mortem. That y'all can't, that y'all don't listen, and that y'all can't handle the truth. And that's crazy because he said so much shit that was wrong. Like, did he say things that was right? Absolutely. Yeah, but he was. Did he say things that was wrong? Absolutely. Why y'all listening to this man? What what value? What value does this man hold? So my thing is, is important enough for you to take heed to. My thing is this, right? I've heard somebody say, you know, take the meat, leave the bones. I've (laughs) literally watched some of his live streams from back to front. And there's never been a single live stream where I agree with everything he said. Never. But I took the meat and I left the bones. Right. Anything where it made sense to apply it to what we talk about, I ran with it. Yeah. Anything that we, he, he was big on quoting his sources. Like, that's one thing I take from him. Yeah. They, now I'm literally going to make sure to double check and research that if I say, well, the majority of this based on this, Cool. I'm gonna have the site source cited. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Because it's incredible. I mean, that's all you gotta do. Do the research and keep it credible, right? But I just say I'm a big researcher. I don't take nothing nobody say from Ronald Salis. I do my research, and that is what it is. And I think people should start doing that more often instead of just listening to everything somebody say out their mouth and deciding what they're end all be all opinion is gonna be on the shit right there because this is how you end up hating people like that that you really probably are giving way more weight and exactly and time and energy to than you should like i mean i'm sorry that man died i'm sorry that stage four uh yeah um i'm sorry i really am i don't ever want to see nobody lose their life I mean, I hope he went out happy. Clearly, he was doing something that was making him happy. I'm about uh, to say. But y'all, are, like y'all are spending so much energy dragging this man. And really, just let that nigga die. Y'all ain't doing to make him more famous. Well, Freddie Gibbs. Who cares about him at this point? Well, Freddie Gibbs say, we don't mention, mention Dead Ops' name. We let the name die. Okay? I'm trying to figure this out. But yeah, if um, you hate that man so much, the easiest way to whoop his ass is to ignore him. I literally did the same thing with the uh the the rainbow hair rapping snitch. Okay, I'm not even gonna say his name now. There you go. I'm like, why are y'all giving this dude attention? And the more people stop paying him mind, 
the more he has now to come back out here and try to do shit to get validation because the money drying up. The sales drying up. Nobody yeah. cares anymore. So then he got act stupid. And he has to find something new to get into. Yep. He yeah, has to beg this person for an interview to try to tell his story. It's always he has talk to about it, right? To try to tell his story. He has to get with a new gang, okay, to try to go get more attention because his talent cannot sustain there you go. him. It's always about shock value. And people are always willing to run with some shit that's shocking. And, if, and the best way to beat somebody whose platform has heavy shock and heavy controversy is to ignore More them. them. As much as I punched on that punk-ass, bitch-ass, nut-ass Derek Jackson, after a while, I just stopped posting the Panda Commander shit. I, don't, I, I ignore him all the way. Like, because I was it like, was the best way to not give him any burn. That's another piece Every of, that's repost another is money in their pocket. Every share creates more followers for them because you sitting there dissing them and there's five people on your page that's like, hmm. What he about? Let me go see. Let me go. Come on. You doing the work for him. You recruit. Uh, it's simple math. You like, part of the street team. Yeah, uh, you you the promo. That's what you are. You know how many people actually didn't know who Kevin Samuels was till he died and all these women out here celebrating his death? A lot. I was so shocked. I you know how many like, people that went back to watch these videos even post more than you put money in the motherfucking pocket? Yeah. But you hate him so much. That shit is so backwards. And that goes to my second point of what I learned from him. Active listening. The power of active listening. Yeah. Because it's a choice you make. And the more you actively listen, the more you can tailor your approach. That man cut off women a lot of times in these conversations. But before he got to the point of cutting them off, he let them talk so he could find what he was going to use later on. Uh, Yep. It was almost like being a therapist. You sat there, you listen, and then you say some shit, and they're like, ah, ah, ah. But just five minutes ago, what you, you said me? was, I'm like, y'all so stupid. Why y'all? He lined you up and knocked you down. That's our phrase on this show. Let me line you up and knock you down. You hear me? He lined them up, and they come running in face first. What? Why they can't punch the one? <laughs> How many times a nigga got to punch on me before I stop showing up? Yeah, I don't get it. I, I really. Debo ain't gonna whoop my ass three times. Yeah, I feel like they should have just let that man die when he died. That would have been the best himself. revenge. That would have literally been the best revenge. Yeah. Leave only his fans and followers to comment and don't say shit. Act like the nigga didn't exist. Too much like right. Too much like right. Because people act funny when death comes, man. People people act weird. Man, grief is, man, I done learned over the last couple of weeks, man. Grief is something else. It's a motherfucker. It is. It's for so many reasons, man. Like, I don't know. I I think I kind of want to, I feel like our, you know, lifey life and moment could hold, but I feel like it ties into the topic for tonight. Because, Let's get into it, man. Let's segue right on into it, man. So, lifey life and like finding out that your significant other has been struggling with grief, low key, and they didn't feel comfortable speaking on it because they had never experienced grief like that before. Yes. So, you know, my birthday, the 13th, um, Art's birthday is the 8th. And Mother's Day. Shawty been getting railroaded for like the last three, four years on Mother's Day weekend. Normally it's like a flip-flop for me and him, right? But I don't know. The government keeps saying, Mother's Day landing on your birthday weekend. So this year I was like, oh, he's turning 40. Y'all not about to do do dirty. Like, so, you know, <laughs> it was like, we were planning a Mother's Day brunch and I was like, hey guys, y'all handle the mother stuff. I'm going to handle stuff on this end because it's about to be a joint celebration. Yeah. And it's funny because, you know, I got his favorite cake. 
and he loves giant strawberry shortcake except i don't get that jelly glaze on the strawberries he just wants the fresh <laughs> strawberries but it's made with yellow cake it's hella moist it's one of the best strawberry shortcakes around judge your mama i love it and every yes. half a sheet cake got punished by 10 15 people okay it's supposed to serve 40 people uh but fast forward we were singing happy birthday to him you know we had to do it you know sing the black version of course and you know i'm like a recording or whatever right you know his mom she never really comes out so she came out because it was mother's day and his birthday i'm like fuck <laughs> them and i was like oh happy birthday and i meant happy mother's day she was like my birthday i said well it is your birthday it was the day that you birthed your son she was like leave it to my intelligent daughter-in-law i was like whatever lady happy mother's day happy birthday <laughs> so it was really like a good moment for him because she was actually out the house because she's been very afraid to go anywhere since covid and she was there for Mother's Day because I don't know what it is. And we'll talk about this another day. But these mamas be acting like you don't do something for them on Mother's Day. They're going to fucking die. Yes. And, and maybe yes. because I'm not a mom, I don't understand. But I'm like, listen, if I push the baby out of my cooch after carrying them for all them weeks, you better celebrate me every motherfucking day. And not just know one day the government mandates you to do so. Bitch. Okay. But anyway. <laughs> I'm listen. I don't play that shit. Don't be Valentine's Day and me on the 14th, bitch. All year round, I want flowers. Bring me candy, all of that shit. Romance me. All anyway, video recording because you know my family is so super simple. We dancing, shit. and after stopping the video, I noticed that he's crying. And so I didn't say anything about it in that moment because you know. I've just learned some things are not always up for debate or discussion at that very moment. So like later that night, I was like, hey, come see me. Um, and we were just talking. I was like, so, you know, did you have a good day? And he was like, I really did. Thank you for everything. I really appreciate it. blah, blah, blah. And I was like, so I noticed you were a little emotional. And he was like, yeah. And he like sat down and uh, I was like, well, so what was that all about? And he was like, ever since my cousin was killed, I have just been thankful to see another year because he isn't here. And I was like, wow, like that happened five, six years ago. And I was like, I did not realize that that hits you like that. He was like, yeah, I just don't want to talk about it. You know, it comes and goes in waves. And of course it wasn't my moment to get into what grief really looks like. Right. Right. And so that's Sunday, his birthday, Monday therapy. And so like later that evening, Check it out. Hey, how therapy go? Duh, 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 duh. Did y'all talk about what we talked about yesterday? And he was like, yeah, we actually did. And I was like, okay. I said, so do you want to talk about it? Because, you know, obviously men don't feel like they can talk about grief, right? And he was like, you know, Demisha, I just really miss him. He was like, now I understand why you have struggled for so long with the passing of your grandmother. He was like, at first, I could never really understand why it bothered you so much. He was like, but me and him were really close. And of course, you know, I knew that they were close, but because he lived in South Carolina, you don't get to see that everyday bond, right? Vice, when you live with your, when you live close to your cousins or your, you know, siblings or whatever. And it's just like, I told my therapist, I was like, I feel like I missed the mark because I didn't realize he was struggling with that kind of grief. And now I understand why he didn't understand my grief for all this time because he had never really experienced death of someone that was so close and important to him. And I just was like, damn, like two things. Why men feel like they can't talk about grief? And, you know, it went back to this whole y'all only get 2.5 emotions, happy glad i mean happy mad and 0.5 of sad because y'all don't get yep. sad because if you're sad too long you were seen as a punk or weak. Yep. and i just was like yo like damn so you know my um that's a battle of the sexes two kings two on five episode check it go out check it. <laughs> go check it out um we were spitting hot fire on that joe and i was like yeah i didn't even realize this is what really be going on with men but you know, I talked to my therapist about it and she was like, I don't think you missed the mark. I think men just don't feel comfortable discussing those things because it makes them feel or seem weak and men are not allowed to be weak. And I said, 
I really have to change the dynamic of this shit because I, I'll be sitting here just thinking about my grandmother, bust her cry. He'd be like, what's wrong? I'm just thinking about my grandmother. Y'all don't get to do that. And I feel like so disheartened by that because life is tough enough, but for y'all not to be able to really dispel the fact that y'all grieve, that shit sucks. And I feel, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make you emotional. I'm so sorry. <laughs> nah, but, it's just. But uh, to see him emotional. Like, I'm I saying? was just like. Like, just, just like, you know, your husband's my brother. So just knowing exactly. he went through that and knowing I'm going through grief on my own and knowing that that's literally like. It's like, tell me how many times you've seen. That's what we have to do. That's what we have to do. Twice. Like, exactly. And I've literally known him since 2000. And I'm like, 22 years, yeah. 22 years. Yeah. So for him, things that happened to him then, and I've seen him cry twice. Two days in a row. And only like, once was it like that, like a cry cry. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, wow. Like good grief. Like that's, a, that should be the name of this post. Good grief. Book it. Book it. Then, then book it. Call that. Call that. Call I, that. I, I just feel Call so that. bad. And it's just like, God damn, life be life is so bad that you can't even fucking grieve properly. That's real shit. I, I feel so bad for men. Yeah, that's real shit. I man. really do. Like life be life yeah. and like people in your life are grieving and you don't even know it. And it makes you feel like you are not doing enough to be there for those people and stand in a gap for them because they don't feel like they can take a down moment to figure that shit out and wade through their emotions and their feelings and really go through the whole process of grief. The whole, process. The whole process. Child, 20 years later, I'm still grieving my grandmother and my aunt mostly my grandmother because we were so close but it's like i gotta live that grief with for my aunt because of my little brother well she's my cousin but i call my little brother and to see like how he misses her daily and like what had to transpire in his life to make him okay with that and then like my mom grieving her mother and her sister who died six months apart yo it it it's fucking crazy to me it's, it is fucking crazy and then to you know be there for you and your situation ah, but give me your life be life a moment and then we're gonna get <laughs> to because i'm nah, man, all the, nah man it, it, it's really that it's really that it's it's really that man. um like grief definitely looks different for men it yeah. does it does it does like um me and me and Ace was talking and he's like, you know, bro, you like one of the strongest people I know, man. You done suffered a lot of loss within the last three years. Yeah. And I don't know how you manage it. And I'm just like, me neither. I'm getting <laughs> by. As they say, but God, but you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I can honestly say that and it's kind of weird. I don't know how to phrase it, but it's like, I think because I keep going through this, these, these, these losses, it's like, unfortunately, my wife has become battle tested in dealing with me and how I deal with grief. Yeah. Like, whereas in my mom, on the other hand, I love her to death. <laughs> love her. Um, don't know what I'll do without it. You know what I'm saying? But she can't take she can't take me dealing with grief at all. Yeah. Like she I overheard her asking one time, asking Waki one time, why does Nari deal with that so poorly? Like, you know, me and Nadja, we 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 deal with it so well. And I'm sitting there like, well, first of all, you actually don't know how well your son, your youngest son deals with grief the way you think you do. Yeah, people put on fronts. Um, but as far for her and how she contextualizes grief, I, I don't, like, mom, 
I hate to say it, but you're one of the reasons we don't show emotion. And it's not that you didn't allow us yeah, to. That's it's, it's not that she didn't allow us to. Like she was one of them women that are like, oh, well, you can't cry about this or nothing like that. I'm not saying my mom was that woman at all. It was the fact that she didn't show it. You know where I saw my mom cry? Church. The Holy Spirit has caused my mom to cry yeah. more than anything I've ever seen in life, no matter who died. I lost my, same way you said it's taking you so long to grieve your grandmother. It's taking me so long to grieve my grandmother. I was just thinking um, the other day that I have to go ahead and do the ALS challenge to bring awareness and try to, you know, get some fundraising going for that, for, uh, yeah. you know, in my grandmother's name. Um, but just like I never saw, like, I think I, I think I said something that hurt my mom's feelings and her eyes watered up a little bit. <laughs> um, she was going through something with her husband and her eyes watered up and she cried. But like, yeah. I've never seen my mom boo-hoo outside of church. Never. Yeah, no matter how many people she's lost, yeah. no matter what's happened in her life, I've never seen my mom boo hoo. And you so gotta think about I where that comes from. I didn't boo hoo for so many years. All these peers and classmates and friends that I, I, I lost to violence, all those things, I didn't boo hoo. You know, it's like a little, little sad. I'm sitting there, I want to be left alone. Give me some peace and quiet. And then I'm probably going to do something like I'm going to the court to go sh shoot the pain away. I'm going yeah. to go, uh, spend some money on comic books. I'm at the arcade beating the fucking, you know, computer down or, you know, yeah. somebody keeps putting a quarter in is going to be my victim. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, let me let me hop in some yams. Like, like yeah. I, and then, you know, as far as I know, I've processed it. I'm over it. But then it's kind of like losing grandma broke that the fuck down. Yeah, I feel like it takes uh, a certain type of death of a certain someone to really show you what grief can do to you. Um, I don't know, like, you know, I'm not a very emotional person. Um, and I didn't grow up like you, you know, getting a lot of affection or emotion or you know being able to well my parents always allowed us to express ourselves but um I don't know I think losing my grandmother was the first toughest loss I ever had and maybe it hurt because we were so close and then like my aunt six months behind her and the way it went that made it even more difficult because now, you know, it was like, okay, so now my little cousin really just got us. Like, he, my, he was literally with my grandmother because of his mom. Now his mom is gone. So it's us and his dad. So it was like the grief from that was crazy. You know, like I literally just lost my grandfather in January. He's my last living grandparent. Right. And I could tell that how grief has evolved me because I just kind of was like, I just want to hurry up and get this over with. Mm. It's almost like I reverted to how most men respond to it. You know, and I know Art kept asking me, are you okay? You're okay? You're okay? And it was like, I think I had one week where it was just like, well, no, because I remember telling you guys in yeah. the finale episode that that entire month, I feel like I cried every day. But I think I, it was more or less me grieving the fact that that was my last living grandparent. But also I came to end that because I was like, I don't really have to go through any more uh, major deaths. So I kind of was like, wow, I can kind of let some of this grief go. But I know it doesn't work like that for everybody. Like this year probably was the easiest year. February made 20 years for my grandmother's passing. My grandfather died in January. You would have thought that I would have been like <laughs> done. Like Art sent me a plant this year for my grandmother's 20th. And I was just like, oh, this plant is so beautiful. Thank you. Little 
But normally, oh man, I've been messed up all week. All week. But nah, I wasn't. And it's like, I sat and thought how long it took me to deal with that grief. And what I had to go through to like process it. And it was like, I remember a lot of times I used to say, or get upset because I felt like art wasn't keeping track of those important dates in regard to like my grandma was passing, like the day she passed, her birthday. And I just was like, does he not understand how important this is to me? <laughs> right. And that's when I realized men do not process grief the same way women do because of you guys 2.5 allowed emotions. We're really not allowed to. Yeah, y'all really not. Really like not. if a dude broke down and got depressed every time somebody died, if a dude broke down and started crying every time somebody died, he'd be looked at different. Plain and simple. You're right. And Plain I think that's simple. I think that's crazy because and it's crazy as fuck when you think about it. It is because um I think I think Tim um shout out to Tim uh Tim Brooks you know I'll talk if you listen check him out um oh. he had told me a story of uh. Because he's a Freemason. He told me a story of how he went to uh, a funeral for one of his fellow uh, Freemasons. Mm-hmm. And the the deceased man's son, like, kind of darted off during the funeral. And Tim had caught up to him later, you know, trying to give his condolences and stuff. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I kind of rushed, you know, out the way earlier. I just didn't want people to see me cry. And he's like, nah, that's crazy that he thought that he had to hide him crying about losing his father yeah. at a funeral. My my nephew sitting there, you know, trying to do uh, you know, trying to do the proceedings or whatever at my sister's funeral. Yeah. You know, like you could hear his voice cracking at certain oh, parts. My God. And it seemed as though like he was fighting it so hard because my nephew is definitely one of those, you know, strong, silent types. Yeah. Um, you know, he's not giving off tons of emotion or tons of reaction towards anything, really. That's most men. Um, big, big, big introvert. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So this, you know, public display of emotion, you could tell it was troubling him. And he was trying to fight it so bad, like not just to, you know, get the program done and over with, just but so that was part of it. it. But it's just like, yeah, I can't be doing this in front of y'all. You know why? And I can't do this in front of my little sister who's, who has this pain on her as well. Yeah. So in with my grandfather's passing, right? You know, my uncle used to live with us. And, you know, he's out on his own now, thank God. And we try and keep him there. Um, And I feel like he took my grandfather's passing very difficult. And he's probably the first male that I've seen outwardly display emotion and not care. And so I feel like I had to stop my mom and my brother with the yeah, he's still crying every day. And what is that all about? And I'm like, oh my God, y'all are those people. Y'all are those people. My uncle cried all month because the funeral was like late January. He died January 3rd, you know, COVID protocols, all that. He didn't, and he didn't die from COVID, but because of COVID, they have all these protocols you got to go through now to right. bury someone. We didn't bury him until like the last, weekend the last friday in january i mean my uncle boohoo snotting it everything his co-workers came they talked to me about how he had been breaking down every day at work they were having to send him home because he was so you know beat up behind it and of course you know, my, my uncle you know he drinks two elevens. Let's just leave it at that. You know, more liquor is that shit. Um, and of course, he's never wanted people to go to work drunk or anything. But I think right. like he was so like upset one day. Somebody had gave him a volume to calm him down because he had drank the two eleven. He was out. Of it. Mm. They had to drive him home. When I tell you, my uncle, to this day, st- 
still calls me crying. He's gone to grief sessions. And I think that shit has opened up a can of worms for him with a lot of stuff with him and my grandfather and that he didn't deal with. My mm-hmm. uncle called me one night, you know, talking about wanting to harm himself. And I just was like, fuck. Like, he's a 52-year-old male who is outwardly showing grief and his emotions behind it and what it's doing to affect him. And people are like, okay, get over it. Cut it it. off. It's it's been months now. And I was just like, I, I had to tell Art, I said, I can't handle that by myself. I need your help. I need you to try to talk to him as a man because I know I'm very gruff and I'm just kind of like listen Bobby you have to continue to get help you have to continue to do this you can't do that and it's like you know it's the I know but and I'm just kind of like I know but you, you my thing was grieve but you have to still carry on in life because you still got to go to work you still got to pay bills yep. And then Art was like, Denisha, I don't think you're cut out to handle that. <laughs> so it just so happened. Only because it's like, in my mindset, I want you to grieve, but you can't come back here. So you can't not go to work. Because if you don't go to work, you can't pay your bills. You're not moving back in. <laughs> so it just so happened that Art ended up having to stay behind one evening. And it was like, Bob, he had called me, you know, talking about harming himself. And the next weekend, we was taking the kids duck pen bowling. Well, Art ended up having to stay behind and he was like uh, doing the taxes and stuff. Okay. So Bobby came through and he was like, yeah, your uncle fucked up. I'm taking him to get something to eat. We got his taxes straight. Um, I had a conversation with him. I told him he could start calling me. And I'm just like, thank you, Jesus, because he probably needs another man to talk to. And now I understand why it was so easy for Art to step up because he's dealing with his own grief low key. So he probably was able to say, look, without having to tell me, okay? Cause we talking, this is like April. Mm-hmm. Without having to tell me, yeah, I'm still grieving so-and-so. I, I think about this person and cry all the time, you know, but I gotta get up and keep going. And it's okay to have those moments. There needs to be more of a support system for people to openly talk about grief, openly express how it's affecting them, be given the space and the grace to deal with it. And, you know, people in your life need to be able to pick up the slack for you so that you can grieve. Yes, I know I'm superwoman. I know I'm doing dishes i know i'm cooking i know i'm cleaning but look i'm having a very tough day so if you could just help me out and you and need to be able it, to just let people say middle, and that shit hits you in the middle of oh. doing these you Fucking know out of nowhere these meaningless chores or these routine shits that you do every Bruh. fucking day Bruh, like, i'm standing I'm, at the sink washing dishes like <laughs> It's crazy. And it's Listen, okay like, because I'm a I'm female. And, and, and that's the thing. But it's like, like, let a man do that. No, let that man cry. Rub that man back. You need me to go get you something? You need a moment? Like, we need to start having more compassion for men to grieve. And the crazy, the crazy thing, and it's like, we're supposed to get numb to it. Especially men who've lost a lot of people, we're like expected that. to get numb to it. Like I you know, like oh well, you know, this this ain't new to you. You know, you know how this goes. But it's like not everybody has the same standing in your life. Are there certain losses that I was able to deal with far better? Yes, but nobody was grandma. Like nobody is Toya. You know what I'm saying? No, nobody is Hiram. Like I coached a bunch of kids, I mentored a bunch of kids, but me and his relationship was different. Yeah. Like this was a kid I was up to talking. Me, me and him both work security. Me and him on the phone talking to each other through three o'clock, three three a.m. shifts. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah, My he's calling me when he leaves. So like, it, it's not the same as what you just expect everybody else. Yeah. Or, you know, yeah, I knew this kid and he unfortunately was shot and killed. Sir, it's sad, whatever, all that. It's easier for me to process that loss than this loss. Yeah. There's other context around it. He had a baby coming on the way. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just got the flyer the week prior to the baby shower. I remember you telling me. You know what I'm saying? Same thing with Nasir. Like, that, I lost a friend because he did his job. And him doing his job may very well be why I'm alive today to do the podcast. Yeah. Like, that shit weighs, and I'm still working the same building. Yeah, that shit heavy. I walked like, through the same doors. I walked past the same spot I saw his body. So, me, um, his other friend Mario who works security, who was pretty much damn near on the scene. Like, had he come out two seconds earlier, we'd have lost Mario too. Mm. So, like, he has to deal with that. Mm. On top of that, he just got, uh, he just had to go, you know, he, he's going to end up, if, they, if that guy goes to trial, He's gonna end up being subpoenaed to testify, so which he has to relive more, it again. Right, which is more grief because you gotta relive that shit. You know what I'm saying? And again, he works security the same way Nasir works security. Yeah, they just was two different companies positioned in two different spots, yeah. and knowing that you was that close, but they took your friend instead. It's tough. That survivor's guilt that you have to get, deal with. Oh, that's yeah, that's you know what I'm saying. That's a whole And it's like, fortunately, there's a couple of people that's really care about Mario that's really like, you know, oh, well, you know, so forth and so on, so forth and so on. But in most in most cases, us men don't have that. Yeah. We don't have that support. We don't have that environment. Uh, the people who care about us and love us want us to bounce back as soon as possible because they can't take us being down. They can't take us being sad. Shit, I, I was just saying on Facebook the other day, like, yo, I can't take me being sad all the fucking time. <laughs> like, I'm looking at myself like, nigga, stop crying. But like, I think that's because, because that shit hurts. y'all, yeah, it's conditioned to make y'all feel like it's something y'all shouldn't do. So, but it's not you, even to me like it's something I shouldn't do anymore. It's like literally, it's a draining experience. Oh, it is very draining. Like that shit uh, really leaves you crumpled up. Like you know, how people be like, "Oh, I got a good cry, y'all. Let it out. I feel yeah. like a weight is lifted." No, I feel I heavier. I, I feel heavier. I, I, I now need to ball up. I gotta lay down. I I need to catch my breath. My heart start yeah. beating on crazy. Like. Hey, I don't know about you, but all my nose be stopped up. I can't. You breathe. feel me? I be like, I hate this shit. <laughs> like, I yes. Hate it. yes. I hate it. And you oh, know, no. I, used to, I used to be that person that didn't like to cry in front of people. And I was like, if you see me crying, it's because I'm mad and you better move out my way. <laughs> but now it's like, no, I have a lot of emotional responses to people's feelings. Like when you were telling me about your sister, I was in tears because I was like, my friend, my brother, my family, my homie, my co-host is hurting. And I was like, this, it is funny because uh, when Art and I were going to therapy together, every time he would cry, I would get all, she calls it tender. And she was like, that's how you guys know you have a connection because anytime he's hurting, it hurts you. And I was like, that meant something. Cause it's like, where's the compassion for the people in your life that are struggling with these issues? Like, I can't see Art cry. I'm not gonna lie. I can I can be so pissed off at him, but if he cries, I'm going to tear up and cry because it's like I care about you and I don't want to see you cry. And I know you're hurting, and I wish I could take that. You know what's funny? I'm the exact opposite when Monica cries. You want to know why? Because she's you. And if I start crying because she starts crying, she's gonna stop crying because I'm crying. Oh man, yeah, <laughs> I can't help. And she's gonna start worrying about me. Yeah, and just she's I gonna feel like, bad that she made me cry. Oh, I don't be feeling bad. Like, but I'll I'll be like, nah, like, so I I need her to process herself. I need her to get those emotions out. And there's been times where it's like she's going through what she's going through, and it's like I'm gonna just cry later. Yeah, <laughs> you 
you know, I feel it's bad. Me. It's bothering me through what she's going through like that shit it'd be frustrating it'd be sad it'd be all these emotions but it's like i know that she's you know that sensitive you know what i'm saying that even if she's crying because what she's going through and i start crying she's gonna feel she's gonna get distracted and feel like she's harming me somehow and i think that's the like and that's what i was getting at it's like that connection, you should be able to have an emotional reaction to the way someone else is feeling. That's how you know you love someone. Right. You know, and it's just like, don't feel bad for that. Like, and I think that's part of, you know, allowing someone to be emotional and allowing them to grieve and show that you understand what they're going through. And like I told, you know, I was I was telling um, my therapist, I was like, it's just really about having compassion and empathy and sympathy all wrapped in one. If you don't have those things, you cannot understand why someone grieves the way they grieve, why they, you know, show their emotion the way they do, why they hide the emotion the way they do, why they filter the conversation around their grief the way they do, um, why they feel like they don't want to burden people with those feelings because it's almost like, I don't want to put that on you. But yeah. like, nah, put that on me. Put like, you're, you're right. heavy. Give it to me. Like, let me take some of that weight off. Let me help. And it's like, I think the fucking funny part about it is people so self-absorbed in this world now. That's why folks are more afraid to show their grief and emotion or anything. Because it's a, okay, well, that time has passed. Get over it. Let's move on. It is what it is. But we have to understand, not everybody operates like that. And especially, like... Because sometimes people can't. Because sometimes some people, people can't. Go every other situation, and this is a situation where they can't. Yep, yep. And I feel like we need to stop that shit, because yep, I think it's such a detriment that. to our people and our society, to the relationships we, you know, try to foster with people. That's why um, people are having strokes. That's people out here having heart attacks. Fuck. Right? Oh my God. Drunk, drunk That's why people business. out here committing homicide, yep, suicide. I'm, I'm always, remind people, black men have the highest suicide, suicide rate. rate of all races amongst men. They sure do. And I, I think they try to act like that's not the case because they don't want to show men as weak because, you know, to kill yourself is weak, right? That's and, what and even some of that, I'm about to say, you, you took the words out of my mouth. A lot of times that's looked at, oh, well, he took the easy way out. Yep. Or he, you know, he took the no, scary way out. No, motherfucker, he, yes, took the, he took the hard yes. way out because... What? <laughs> it's some of these homicides that's the easy way out. Exactly. Because you'd rather be off the streets... You'd rather go to jail and be off the streets than deal with what you got to deal with out here. Yep. Yep. You'd rather have to worry. You'd rather get into a whole shootout because of who you shot than process your emotions. Yep. That's not tough. That's some yeah. weak shit. Yeah. So I, it I takes more courage to go to therapy and yeah. actually talk about what it is you're going through. That's hard. Yeah. It takes courage. It takes boldness. It does. And because you have to be vulnerable in front of somebody. It's not just humble. Else. You have to be vulnerable in front of somebody else, which is what we've been trained not to do. Not to do. And that's what I was going to say. Especially somebody that you're paying. Yeah. Who don't know you. Who don't know you. But you know what? They ain't got a dog in your fight. Listen, but them some of the best people, like I tell you, uh, my professional best friend, I love her. I wouldn't trade her for the <laughs> world. Like I said, I said in uh, you know, one of our previous episodes, uh, I got bumped down to once a month, and I don't know if I'm so happy about that, but I mean, it shows progress, right? But it's yeah, like, no, matters. I feel like I need that because you're keeping me, you know, from going off kilter. But I commend every male out here getting help talking to someone sitting with someone and sitting with themselves sitting in their shit talking about their shit because that's not easy to do it's not at all and i feel like the more we advocate for that the more we make it okay for men to express their emotions 
you know, divulge their feelings, you know, wade through their grief, mm-hmm. the better off we're going to be. Because, I mean, yeah, women, like I said before, you know, we're so superior in certain ways. But I feel like, you know, we could be equally, you know, superior if we allow you guys to be able to have some of the feelings, thoughts, emotions, responses, and reactions that we do without judgment. It'd be a lot easier for men to be their best selves yes. if they were allowed to truly be themselves. Yes. And I just if was, was allowed to feel every way. emotion that came like women do, yeah. Without it being an issue, then it'd be easier to process your stresses. Yep. It'd be easier to uh invest in conflict resolution, being able to talk things out instead of having to resort to, as I said, the threat of violence, you know what I'm saying? Violence. <laughs> violence. You know what I'm saying? Like those wouldn't have to be the immediate tools. Isolate self-isolation wouldn't have to be the immediate tool. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You would be able to communicate better, which benefits everybody, but especially these women that want to be with us or, or, or you know, that are in our lives. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, so yeah, give us give us that kind of room, man. Yeah. Um, quick shout out to everybody dealing with grief. Um, and yes, I'm going to definitely shout out, you know, the men I know dealing with grief, um, you know, my nephew, um, every dude who's, you know, just passed Mother's Day without his mom. Um, you know what I'm saying? Shout out especially uh, to uh, my cousin, you know, Reggie, Coach Reg, as as you may know him um, from the uh, B&B on the Clock podcast. Um, you know, he lost his mom around Mother's Day, like really yeah. close to it. So, like, you know, that was the last Mother's Day you got to have with her. And um, I know it's a heavy burden on him and it's a lot to deal with. But, you know, he, too, is invested in therapy. So, Kai, shout out to you for having the courage to, you know, go ahead and seek that help. Um, I know you feel like you can't fit to people. You can't talk to people. And uh, people are trying to tell you different. I ain't gonna. Fit. I ain't finna argue with your stubborn ass nigga. I'm to convince you that you can vent to me. You know, you know what my number is. You know is, what it you know? is. Um. So I ain't sitting there trying to beg you and none of that shit or try to convince you. What I will do is continue to pray for you as always and commend you on going to therapy because at least you're talking to somebody. And that's what matters to me is that you're getting it out. You know what I mean? You're not holding it in. You're not carrying that on on yourself. So seeking, you know, to take care of your mental health, much respect for that. And to everybody else going through similar things, um, you know, my older brother, Junior, I'm saying, I'm sure he's more than, you know, in his own way. Um, biological father, I'm sure uh, that dickhead is more than in his own way. Um, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. Uncles, cousins, all that, you know, I'm sure they're more yeah. than in their own. Um, yeah. You know, for me, I just want to say, um, because... <laughs> Art said something the other day about kind of like what changed the course of things. And what he said was me showing compassion for what he was dealing with. So ladies, try to show these men some compassion because it's really not easy for them to put themselves out there for whatever reason. So show some compassion, have that sympathy, you know, exercise empathy because it's it's hard out here. Yes, it's hard for us, but it's just as hard for them. And we need to stop competing in the arena of emotions. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and um, start understanding that we're on the same playing field and the game is rigged and it's not fair. And we need to start supporting these men. And men, y'all niggas need to start supporting women and they emotional creatures and whatnot, you know, and just understand that. And it's okay for you to be emotional. Like, stop acting like that's not what it is. So. That's a fact. That's a fact. Um, so this has been another, uh, <laughs> this has been another deep, <laughs> you know what I mean, uh, episode of Life Be Life podcast. But like, that's that's really what we're here for. Like, that's why it's called Life Be Life, man. Yeah. Like, it, it's, it's really, um, we kind of want to get to the bottom of things. So. Um, I'm glad this had come up to, you know, help us discuss what to do with grief. Right? What's necessary. What to do with a person who's grieving. Um, 
what to do with a person who doesn't know how to grieve. Like, you know, these are things where, like me said, compassion, grace, patience, understanding, all these kind of things is, is what's going to be able to help that person be able to get to the other side of the grief yeah. and to understand that you can't put a clock on somebody's grief. Me said it took her the better part of 20 years. What? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's taken me, shit, 13, 12, 13 myself with my grandmother. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, I don't think I'll be able to properly grieve my serious death until I leave this office. Yeah. because it's still in me. I still have to deal with the anxiety of any time a customer get loud, how I feel about them. I want to go on offense. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. want to just be, I want to be dangerous. You know what I'm saying? Like dealing with that kind of uh, PTSD and shit like that. Um, you know, uh, I throw this basketball tournament and now there's one more person who I have to, you know, put on there who shouldn't have had to go out like that. Yeah. So all, all these kind of things, you know what I mean? You can't really put a time stamp on or expectations on. You just got to be there for them. Yeah. In, in the best way you possibly can. Um, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you again for mm. stopping and taking it with us, man. Yeah. Uh, you know, on behalf of Big Misha, a.k.a. Mimi the Goddess, on behalf of A.C.E. and my brother, y'all know who he be. Yeah, yeah. And for show, for show, on behalf of your favorite coach's favorite coach, thank you for stopping in and kicking it with us. Feel free to come back. This is episode four, so there's three episodes before it. Go Take check it. You know what I'm saying? We still got more coming. Like I said, there was a delay. There was, you know, I needed my time to get myself together. Oh, and no. I'm still getting myself together, but I'm here enough. It's a process. And we ain't got nothing but time. So nothing but time. But um, I appreciate I appreciate y'all support and love in advance. You know what I mean? Uh, definitely show love on the podcast, though. Okay? Well, whether it's Apple, whether it's Spotify. Spotify. Hey, waiting on Spotify. Give us them damn stars. Stop fucking yeah, playing. Hit um, YouTube up. Comment, like, YouTube share. Up, comment. Do all that. Follow us on Instagram. That's Life B. Okay? The letter B. Not B-E. The letter B. Lifing. Okay? Check us out there on Instagram. Give us any comments, concerns, critiques, all of that. We with it. All right, man. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. Be smart. Be safe. Stay dangerous. Yes. Be be respectful. Be gracious. Be great. Yes. Say it, though. Say it, though. Be gracious. And most certainly, be good to those you pass as much as possible and be good to yourselves. For sure. Y'all have a good night. Night, y'all.